Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Jessica Jones, who would have imagined that this season, season two of Jessica Jones, could possibly be even more polarizing than the Iron Fist himself? Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yes. that's right. You feel the cray cray with each and every one of us. Uh, and I have to immediately give credit to our very own Amy Cassandra Martinez for making me aware of this pop-up video style version of Cray Cray by, of course, Patsy. And uh, there's so many interesting facts. Uh, Amy, talk a little bit about this video, why it is the most amazing thing ever. For those watching on YouTube, you might get to see a little glimpse of it, but if not, go ahead and uh, search for it. Amy has tweeted it out already. It is glorious, yes. Well, and I have to thank Zach Wilson, my fellow a panel member of Jessica Jones season two, the, that after show that we did. Uh, but yeah, if you can see it right now, you can see that we get these little pop-ups of fun, fun little tidbits of uh, the making of this. Obviously, these are all fake. It is a joke, but it's really fun to watch, and it really adds, I think, to the experience of watching Jessica Jones. And they just released this recently, like within the last week, and it's, I love the song. I Not think, gonna I, lie, I think I all the it. facts are true, and okay. I'm still <laughs> I'm feeling sorry. like we were robbed of the tour that Patsy wasn't able Same. to do. Same. Uh, anyway, I know we got distracted right out of the box, but welcome <laughs> to Marvel TV Weekly. I'm Christian Blatt. I'm Amy Cassandra-Martinez. And the X is not silent. I'm Michael Shirley. <laughs> and on the other end of the desk, the one and only... Oh, Nate Miller. <laughs> I could have said it. I, but I thought you were going to. I was going to, but then I also was going to say your Twitter, and that's then I'm like, wait, we don't... Thinking. That's what throws me so, off, is right. that we got to save the Twitter, because I wanted to call you dog like Nate. I know. Spoiler. <laughs> and then I was like, the, uh, Nate. Uh, anyway, Nate, thanks for uh, joining us. Yeah, uh, the interesting thing me. is that I'm doing three shows today here at AfterBuzz sure. TV. I did Silicon Valley already. I'm doing this now. And then at 9 Pacific, I'll be doing Jesus Christ Superstar. Nate's on all three of those that's shows right. with me today. All, so look out. Hall. Yeah, you know, you might as well just come home and help me put my kid to bed. It'll be, I could use an extra <laughs> pair of hands. Yeah. Uh, I, or be your other extra kid. <laughs> that, it's true. Uh, if you need What's to be birthed. More, anyway, uh, there's a lot to talk about, and uh, we will spend a lot of this episode talking about Jessica Jones. And the title of this episode of our show being In Defense of Jessica Jones Season 2, uh, Nate, you were saying that you were surprised that there were people that didn't like it. But uh, the internet, is, as the internet is ripe with people who hate everything, but it seems like the tide has really turned against Jessica Jones. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that. I mean, I guess I I I was kind of late to the show, I guess. I didn't binge it right away. So because of that, I kind of avoided it on Twitter because I didn't want any spoilers or anything. So I guess in doing that, I avoided a lot of people saying that they didn't like it. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I thought at first I wasn't going to like it. But as I got towards the end... Uh, I, I realized I really enjoyed this. And did you like season one of Jessica Jones? Yeah, I loved season one. 
see, and then the interesting thing is that Michael, as we've talked about on here, season one, Jessica Jones, mm, not for no, you. thank you. But season two. I loved it. Interesting. Uh, and how much of that is because of it's Patsy? It's Patsy. It's like almost all Patsy, right? I don't care anything about Jessica. Uh, I, 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 I was show. lagging behind a little bit, as, as people who watch the show every week know. But when I would watch an episode, I would text Michael, and it's just about how much I love Patsy and her journey this season. Uh, every time that she made a bad decision, I'm like, yes, good for you, Patsy. Yeah, every same. time she grabbed the inhaler and went again. And when she you know, grabbed Malcolm, you're like, yup, you needed that. It's a terrible idea. You know, just because they work together. That's really, you know, it's, he's a nice enough guy. A former junkie, but you know what? So is she. So there's... Well, I was immediately like turned off to this guy that she was supposed to marry. Oh. You know? Because yeah. he was making those, like, secret phone calls, like, like I gotta do this first. And I was thinking he was, like, a bad guy. Right. But he was just secretly planning this party, he, right? He secretly loved her more than she deserved to be loved, apparently. Dang. And I think that we were supposed to feel like, oh my god, who is this guy? Yeah. And then it was So just, I just immediately was like, oh, I don't like him, so yeah. go for it. But... Well, now, at looking back on it, I'm kind of like, he probably would have been good for her. Uh, you think that would have been a good influence on her? I, instead of being left to her own devices and yeah. dragging poor Malcolm into it? Yeah, I, I think that she probably would have done well with him. She would have been better off with Simpson, I think. Well, what? It's not Malcolm's no. fault. It's, what, no, she drags him down. amazing. No, yeah, I didn't know. I know. That's what I mean. It's like poor Malcolm. I feel bad for him. But it's the when when you're when you are living a toxic lifestyle, it doesn't matter who you live with. Even if she married him and just played along without really wanting to do it, that wouldn't have played out well. Not where she's at now. No, maybe if she was in a different spot, sure, that would have been a perfect you know wedding for her. But I think that's kind of what she saw Mm -hmm. is that I can't pretend like everything is okay because it's not. Well, and she didn't want to be with him. She wanted to be him. Yeah, and when she right. says that, I was just like, well, there you go. You said it. And the thing is that we didn't really see when they got together. We didn't see the evolution of the relationship, so we just saw the end of it. So I think that's what made it a little bit less exciting for us. Because we're like, okay, this is new guy. We don't know anything about him. And now he's proposing to her. Whatever. Uh, but back to Malcolm, I would say that he definitely was in a bad environment. Uh, one, working for Jessica. That right there. It's like, you know, you should have moved out of that building. And, you know, I, I guess you have a friend who's super powered and it's hard to move away. But uh, one of the biggest complaints that I've seen uh, from friends who have tweeted about it, but I've also seen articles with this headline, is that everybody on Jessica Jones is just too self-involved and too selfish. And to some extent, there are characters who are very self-involved. Uh, start with Jerry Hogarth. I thought her story arc was amazing this season. I loved every part of it. Uh, from when she's got the hookers over for the party <laughs> to uh, how she engineers the uh, the demise of the people who conned her. I was just like, well, look at Jerry. You know, she's really taking matters into her own hands. Look at Jerry go. She's she's not any better, but uh, she feels better on the inside. I I like it because that character is a man uh, in the comic books, and she really is such a dude. Like, like she really is. Like, like when she when when she goes on a bender, she goes on a bender. She's like tough. She reminds me a lot of like um, the House of Cards, um, Robin Wright, like that character. Ah. Like, you don't want to mess with that lady. Well, I think one of the things that they're trying to get across with that character, and why I think it's really cool, is it comes across as genuine, genuine, and not something that's forced. Is this idea that she's? It's not necessarily that she's a man. It's that these. 
things that we historically attribute as male yeah. features are sure. something that a successful woman can, you know, make herself known for, but it takes a lot of it takes a lot. And it takes a lot of having to maneuver in a man's world. Um I think the emphasis that they showed that on the season about her working with other women and the awards thing and all that stuff shows how important it is to her for her own career that that's how she got there. I don't know if that makes sense. But. No, no, it absolutely makes sense. And, you know, I think that it, it is interesting because, you know, she's in what seems to be, even though one of the other partners is a woman, it seems to be a fairly you know male dominated firm. And the fact that she's able to kind of break off on her own, and uh, I'd say all of it is fine, except I don't think she should ever talk to Foggy that way. How dare she think that she can talk to Foggy Nelson like that? I was excited to see him, but uh, yeah. I could have used a little more. I could always yeah. use a little bit more Foggy. Uh, what, what did you think think. think on the whole? Because you know, Amy, when we started the, our, your very first show, you talked about how Jessica Jones uh, season one was your favorite of all the TV of all the Marvel TV. So, what did you think about season two and how it compared to season one? I can see why people didn't like it as much, just because it had a different feel. Starting off, it wasn't like, woo, action, this whole time. But I loved it in a deeper way, because we got to see these characters really, really develop. And it wasn't like, I mean, I love David Tennant. No, you don't. Um, (laughs) But it was nice to have him there for a little bit, but it was also nice to focus on these people and focus on Trish so much. And even the mother-daughter relationships was really nice to see. Um, Heartbreaking, (laughs) but nice to see. Yeah, I thought that was some really nice work with Mm -hmm. both mother-daughter relationships. And uh, I thought that David Tennant was great in season one, but I was really glad he was only in one episode. because. uh, And it was kind of, you know, we were talking about before the season started that I just figured, you know, part of him, of course, is going to live in her brain somewhere because it would make sense. But uh, one episode. What were you going to say, Nate? Did you think that that was enough yeah, of him? Yeah, I think yeah. it was perfect because it, 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 it really, in that traumatic scene and all the stuff that's going on, it really lends itself to how far she's gone in the deep and how she's feeling that he shows up. So I think it was good and tasteful. Um, I think, I think uh, just to speak on what you said about the difference in the seasons, the first season is definitely more of a classic superhero origin story. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot undercover that deals with emotions and feelings and relationships and like um, uh, consent and things of that nature because of yeah. all the mind control stuff. Uh, but also, this season is is less about that and more, like you said, about the relationships, about her relationship with her mother, without mm-hmm. her relationship with Triss. Her, her, you know, and yes, we get more of where she came from, how she got her powers, and some of the action stuff. But that's really not the focus at all. And I think it's awesome being a longtime comic book fan to explore these character studies and relationships that would interact in a it's a very niche environment when you're kidnapped you know and experimented on and your mom is there and all the stuff crazy stuff that happens like there's what other story explores that tenuous relationship is okay this is still my mother how do i have mm-hmm. a relationship with you i thought that was super interesting mm-hmm. but also i can see why some people would not be into that yeah i mean to yeah. the point that people were saying that the characters are all too selfish i would say that jessica it was being simultaneously, yes, selfish because it was her mother, but she was very selfless in that she was trying to figure out a way 
to, well, you know, she should be punished, but she is my mom. And you know, the fact that she struggled with it, mm-hmm. if she had gone one way or the other, I think that it, it was a little, too, it was a little too cut and dry. And I think having that character be her mother, I, I think was great. And I thought it was really interesting. So Michael, when you, you watched the show pretty quickly, season yeah. two. So fairly early on, uh, they won you over, took two episodes, I think you said, right? Within yeah. the second episode. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the, sort of the revelation of her mother and their dynamic as they're together? about to go on a road trip in a Winnebago, you know, the whole thing. Well, I've said before, you know, I like the dynamic between the mother and the daughter, uh, but it went on a little too long for me. There was too much push and pull. So you could uh, it could have worked better as like a 10-episode maybe run if they trimmed some of the fat? I think she just... I think her being alone with her for that amount of time and the kind of the problems they're having, it was just, it was a little, it was just a little hard for me to believe that that's how Jessica would react to all of this. Uh, I thought she was a little more, she gave a lot more leeway than I thought her, like, the essence of her character would give. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't want to complain about it, but I did find the mother and daughter thing just was a little too long. Maybe just kind of repetitive. It was like, well, you've seen, you know, this is not going to work. Yeah, I think but. they retread some of some of their relationship. Uh, I think that you know, season one, it was a lot more internalized for mm-hmm. Jessica because obviously her conflict was all with Kilgrave and how she dealt with that and the fact that she ultimately you know gets revenge and this was a lot more about one how she relates to all of the people in her life but then also we see them all separately and how you know how her what she does what Jessica does touches on everybody but you know like especially Trish in particular whom we're really you know reading well, on a lot just the fact that one she grew up as her sister and it's funny because the fiance who she wanted to be, well, she also wants to be Jessica. So it seems like she wants to be a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't want to be Patsy. That's why she's Trish. Well, in the in the comments, uh, we've got a lot of people here that just really don't like Trish, and that seems to be the reason why they didn't like the series. But for should me, we have called this episode Trish Talk? <laughs> maybe. But for me, I also feel like if all of you guys like feel so strongly about that, maybe that is really a good thing Mm -hmm. that the actress moved you to the point where you just totally can't stand her because she did such a good job at, you know, showing you, you know, this person had it all and all they want is just what they can't have. And I think the problem comes with the motivation because I think often you can, you know, sympathize with a, a villain if their motives are explained well. If they, you kind of get why they're doing what they're doing, you may not agree with them, but you kind of get an understanding. And I think the breakdown comes with the understanding that what Trish is doing and ultimately does is for pretty selfish reasons. It's because she's not happy with herself and because she's jealous of Jessica. She always has been. She's lived this life, this extravagant life, as a star, having a life that most other people don't have, yet and still, as a special as she is, she's, she'll never never be as special as Jessica and that's kind of always bothered her and I think all of the things you know the relationship thing her job thing all of these things mixing together causes her to make this series of bad choices that puts her in that position but when you look at why she did those things it doesn't make her very likable she tries to justify it but 
at least to me when I watched it, it didn't it didn't come across as like, okay, I kind of see what you mean. You 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 thought you had to do the right thing. I think if she was sober and she said it in a mirror and she she would have been like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I mean the fact is that she wanted Carl to make her uh, super powered and then she was probably going to kill him or whatever. You know, so I was like, well, is that really? Have you really thought that through? Is that really what you want to do? In One this minute she's super gung ho about we have to catch these guys, we have to kill them, we have to get, you know. Uh, not revenge, but uh, penance for like the yeah, people who have have died or whatever, punished, right? Sure. But and then on the other hand, as soon as she can, she's like, "Hey, can you give me some powers too?" Once she, once she finds out that that's you know the connection, that's where the source is. So. Uh, I thought the, the of all the different relationships, there's one unique relationship that Jessica has, and that's with her super and his son, which, you know, you kind of see when that starts badly. You're like, all right, I, I feel like I know where this is going. But it's interesting because that's the most difficult relationship for her because that's the one that's, a, a, you know, it's not that normal when you factor in the ex-wife, but it's still the most normal, right. you know, especially, you know, the first night they're together, she is like immediately trying to rip his pants off. He's like, whoa, whoa. Whoa, hey, what's going on here? And she's like, wait, this isn't what like people do? Like just get absolutely blind drunk and so anyway, I, I thought it was interesting to see and uh, you know, I'm I'm a sucker for the for the little kid dynamic. And look at that. And you know, what kid wouldn't think it was cool that there's a that, well, a super powered person. She's not really a superhero. Um and to that point, I like that there was one like eight second mention of the defenders. You know, there's just a quick like yeah, yeah, a bunch of people tried to team up with me, and now one of them's dead. And that was it. And it was like, did that really have any impact on you? It did the whole experience. It didn't seem like it, really. Yeah, and there's a few times, too, where she's like, you know, I killed one person, and yeah. I feel all bad. And it's like, yeah, didn't you, like, snap a bunch of ninjas' necks, too, while you were in that? Come on. <laughs> They're just ninjas. They're undead ninjas. Um, what I do want to focus on very briefly are my problems, and that is the fact that she, if somebody watches Jessica Jones season two and it's all they see of her, they're going to think her superpower is that she breaks locks. And she has a number of powers. And there were three or four instances in season two where a problem could have been solved if she would do that. I know she doesn't fly, but the jump. We saw her jump in season one. She doesn't jump once. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, she does. She jumps when over the she jump? wall. Okay. Yeah. So she jumped. All right. She jumps one time. There are several times there's a car getting you away. You want to see her doing like jumping jacks? I, I just want to see her, you know, like the car that got away at the aquarium. You know, when Carl and her mom get away. She could have jumped yeah. after that. That went surprisingly well, well, I thought, by the way. That the that the uh, camera was on? Like, Well, I mean, just like everyone was like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, by the way, no one's talked about the fish. The fish probably were not okay. I know. The aquarium just in the middle of... Of the apartments yeah. and yeah, University. I don't quite know where that was. It just it just looked like Brooklyn. They're like, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Because uh, I know there is an aquarium in Brooklyn, so I feel like that's the one that it had to be. But uh, you know, let me know if I'm wrong. If anybody in the chat knows where that aquarium is, uh, and I just felt like she. <laughs> She wasn't super enough, you know? I mean, there's plenty of times where she's being very strong. And the fact that her mom is stronger, I think, overshadowed it. But, you know, there's just a lot of times where, you know what? She has two superpowers. One, breaking locks. Two, drinking a lot. So she has two powers. And those are what we really saw. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you think, Michael? You're shaking your head at me. 
I think you're asking for too much. I just wanted to jump, and don't—it doesn't have to be a super expensive effect. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, do like you did with her mom, where she's no. already jumped, and you see do her you want landing. Them to hold hands. I think and it's jump a, on a trampoline. Uh, not on a trampoline, but like over a building would be great. Are you I kidding? I think it's a viable complaint for season one. Yeah, you should know after season one that they're—they're they're not. Comic Jessica Jones is basically Superman. Yeah, who you know is a girl and has to deal with being a girl. And that's what the book is about. Yeah. But this book is more about the personal stuff, and they're really downplaying the superpowers, yeah. whether it's for budget or just because they want to focus more on characters than her flying around mm-hmm. punching people. This, well, the Netflix series seem a little more like grounded, right? But 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 uh, Jessica. I mean, the thing the thing with Jessica grounded. Jones is like, yes, she associated with the Defenders and with Luke Cage, and of course they got married and all that stuff. But she was never really a ground level superhero. No, they e- turned exactly. her into this to make it fit, so that they had a rounded out cast, so it wasn't just you know Ghost Rider in there for Defenders mm-hmm. and like four dudes. I would have welcomed Marvel that. By Knights. the way, if, that would be awesome. If Ghost Rider yeah. had been there, but yeah, no, I guess she it, had that pretty popular comic book. Alias. For, the, for the Marvel, um, I always forget. Is that Marvel Knights? Marvel, Marvel Max. Marvel oh, Max. Marvel Max. Yeah, yeah. But I that mean, came after she yeah. got involved with Luke. Right. Mm-hmm. I really, 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 really want to see her and Luke get together. Oh my god! But poor, poor Claire. No. Who, Claire by the way, needs to hand over the claws to Patsy. Yeah, that's true. I I know they're going to end up. And by in the her way, hand. this is the first season of any of these Netflix shows that Claire wasn't in at all. Yeah, that was weird. I, th- I thought that she got hurt enough where she could have, you know, gotten stitched up by Claire, but maybe, <laughs> no, maybe, fine. maybe Luke told her, uh, you know, told Stay her about him and Jesse. Oh yeah, she's like, gonna... I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, so the big takeaway for me, probably like Michael, is that uh, I was excited that we we see some hints of Hellcat, and I don't think there's going to be a Hellcat show. But um, I think I, she's going to be in the Defenders. I think as she Hellcat, will, yeah. yeah. Uh, when there's that moment where the big reveal, Michael, is that she catches her phone on her foot like that, were you excited or were you like, mm, I needed like, to see it better? Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh, you know, before we started, we were talking, and uh, our friend in the booth, Anthony, at Tony B. Tony underscore, I know we're not doing Twitter handles now, but it's important to know that's who he is. Uh, he asked the question, when did Trish become such a sharpshooter? And it's a valid question because huge spoiler, if you haven't seen it, we've been talking about it for 20 minutes. You should have yeah. already changed the channel or turned us <laughs> off, whatever. But uh, the fact that Patsy is able to shoot Jessica's mother 20 feet in the air on a moving Ferris wheel is very impressive. Mm, and a little far-fetched. It moves, at a, it moves has... at a steady pace. Yeah. She's sitting still. And she's it's also been enhanced now. Because so. it shows you just how cat-like her skills are. It's not like it's not like the Punisher opening shot where it's like 500 feet away through a window. Like it's, yeah, I would but, even, but he I, has tons of training, so that's more believable. She than, has tons of training too. Watch the gun. first. Not watch the first. Watch the first season. She, well, she talks about how she's constantly training for close quarter combat. You think right. she's not training for weapons combat too? Of course she's training with guns. She's, yeah, she's like obsessed. That's how time. right. She knows that this Those is the closest two. she can get to being a superhero is being Batman, Patsy Batman. Yeah. Batman. I know. And and you knew that moment when uh oh. when she needed it and you're like, "Oh, it's going to be empty." That the roughest rough. part of that show was when he, when she gets um 
What's his name? Former junkie guy. Malcolm. Sexy man. Malcolm. He is a sexy man, to, by the way. Uh, yeah. To take the <laughs> inhaler. That one's really rough to watch. Because seeing him in that first season, he really went through a transformation. And mm-hmm. then addiction is, is a real struggle and seeing that relationship play out where like he's so into her and she's just using him because she's like on this binger yeah. and then her dragging him back down from his sobriety was that was rough i i he thought bounced right well, i was gonna say he did his arc did, yeah he definitely had a problem yeah. but i thought that his arc was great and i like the way it ends the fact that yeah, i like that she's well, and that's why guy. i think it was important yeah. because that it's part of the, the thing that spurred him to be like all right maybe i just need to step away from jessica mm-hmm. and all the, this drama and yeah. stuff and, and look the fact that uh hogarth very clearly is like well i'm gonna keep rand and you guys can have all your other uh, your other clients. It's just the little reminder that it doesn't like we don't care what how many people liked or didn't liked it. We have Iron Fist season two. It's coming, so <laughs> get ready for this. So I figure we'll see and Jerry Hogarth and Malcolm. Be in I liked it. Yeah, yeah you like well. You and I are actually. amongst the uh, the few that liked Iron Fist, uh, Michael. Uh, what? It's okay. See, that's it wasn't, that's a, it wasn't deserving of all the hate it got. Right, and I, I loved Colleen Wing. I thought she was great. I actually, I don't dislike Danny because there are things that people liked, but they're like, oh, I hated Danny. I'm like, no, I didn't hate Danny. He's like a 15 year old who happens to yeah, be right. Grown up Except man. he's like 26. Yeah, right. But it, mentally, he's 15. Right? Yeah, so. that was what a lot of people I feel like hold against him. Like he's too naive. I'm like. He was See, raised it's not even like, naive. It's like, hey, how are you doing today? And I entered Kun Lao and became the dragon <laughs> fist. Like, shut up. We know. Like just hit he, some he's people. In fist. During his teenage years, you know, he just he doesn't have like correct social skills. But you can't you have to be either likable and bad at kung fu or good at the kung fu and then unlikable. Well, you can't I be I hear both. he's gonna be pretty impressive. Yeah, that. well he's now that he has well he's got enough train. He yeah. was he did was he was much better in and, Defenders. Yeah, he was much better in the Defenders. He was cast very late in terms of season one and like he spent a lot, Yeah, he spent a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was I'm looking forward to that. Now we'll have Luke Cage next though, that's in June. But uh, I think mm. Iron Fist probably not too far off, but uh and then we got the Daredevil, I guess, born again. Uh, so that's season three of Daredevil. I don't know when it's all happening, but we'll keep an eye on it. I think they no should spoilers. smash Luke Cage and Iron Fist together. Uh, I, supposedly, that will also be a show that uh, Chris I, I, I've, I've heard I that like from that. Uh, a source. Misty's I got her arm now too. Yeah, Misty has the arm, but I think we're and that's what I like the most <clears throat> about Iron Fist, the character, is in the Defenders watching him interact with Luke because mm-hmm. that's how I knew him. When I read comics, they were Power Man and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. They were the heroes for hire and. Uh, oh, what are those? What do they call like sisters of the dragon? Or uh, yeah, like that was a, that was a series too. Misty. I'd like to see them like working in an office together, yeah. like <laughs> just working in an office. No, I mean no, like no, I like working together. Trying like, to, can you make copies kind of, like of this? Jessica? <laughs> yeah, like, right. You know, exactly. Working out of their own office. Uh, anyway, let us know what you thought of Jessica Jones season two. Uh, we obviously there was a lot to unpack, and it's mostly my fault because I didn't finish it until this past week. But uh, you know. There it is. Uh, let us know what you think. Agree, disagree. Uh, we only have a little bit of time left. I do want to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And first we're going to get an update from Amy. Where mm-hmm. are you and your your binge of the series? So I'm very happy to say that I am now on season five. So you've gone Finally. into space. Yeah, we're okay. in space. No more um, LMDs, no more framework. No, but that was fun. She liked it. I really liked it. Did that you was like, fun. Did you like Ada? Is, that, is season four Ada. an LMD plot? 
There's a lot of uh, yeah. There's there's three there's three, three storylines. Interesting. So, yeah, mm-hmm. one of them is a big element. I was wondering if they were going to do that. They did, and uh, a little too much, uh, according <laughs> I, to me. Yeah, I mean, I liked Ada to a certain point when she started just annoying Leopold. Yeah, that much. I was like, get out! I just when want she becomes back and <laughs> when she becomes a real girl, uh, she decides that she also yeah. she also has like an overacting chip that got switched on. Uh, anyway, we've yeah. said this before. So uh, I'm on I'm season five, five, episode three. Okay, so so I'm uh, hoping to be caught up next week. <sighs> I'm just crossing everything. I'm, I'm Don't just forget glad, Legion. I'm just glad, I know. I'm just glad that you <laughs> didn't lap <laughs> me. So you much. almost, you know, you almost watched it all before I caught up. I I'm so glad I caught up right before you. Right now, well, I'm just watching everything Marvel. That's Legion, good. Agents of Shield and all she's of the not, MCU. She's having a hard time with Legion. Don't watch it late at night when you might be sleepy. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It is it, a lot. Watch you it. Guys watch it me. daytime. Just you know when it's bright and, and you're, you're awake. Yeah, not a binge show. It's not. It's not Uh-oh. a binge show. No. It's not a watch late at night show. The problem is that it airs at ten o'clock on <laughs> FX uh, tomorrow night. No, just mm, yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And look, ten o'clock is way too late for my wife and I with two kids, and we always fell asleep during it. And she's like, "Wait, what happened?" I'm like. I don't know. We have to rewind it. And <laughs> you, guys don't have the, you don't have the yeah. VCR? Just pop a tape in. We did. Oh, we, we did watch it on the VCR. <laughs> but uh, that's how I was able to rewind it. There uh, you go. Uh, but uh, we'll talk a lot more about Legion next week, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit about who he is uh, and uh, all that. But uh, So on to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a whole. Uh, what did you think of the most recent episode, Michael? Michael and I will be the only ones who have seen this. So. I liked it. I thought it was great. I yeah. really liked getting the backstory of General Hale. And yeah, that actress that... they cast as Young Hale, I had to look her up. Her name is Alyssa Girals, And she hasn't really done much. The only thing she's really done is that Alexa and Katie show oh. that I see billboards for everywhere. Yeah. yeah, she's in four episodes of it. And she was on something on uh, Disney XD. But So she's a fairly... Uh, who's, who's the jerk who left their phone on to make noises? Jeez. That's obnoxious. Amateur. I know. <laughs> you think this is his first rodeo. Uh, but uh, So I thought she was great because she looked like oh. her, but I also thought like... Oh yeah, this is uh, this is what it's like when you're you know an indoctrinated uh, Hydra faithful, right? That yeah, that was really cool when they were talking about like uh, just like her being like the carrier for the leader, and it yeah. was like just like oh, oh this is crazy. Daniel Whitehall, uh, Reed Diamond coming back being extra creepy, yeah, uh, which was nice to see. Crazy, and then just just the dog leash. You're like, yep. I'm, I like I'm that done. they took us away from the main story for a little while. Yeah, I was, but I'm glad so that dark. I'm glad that the that, second half of the episode did advance the story. It was good to catch our breath and kind of see all this and have this filled in. But yeah, I think if they hadn't. You know, a lot, there's times on the Netflix shows where they'll do that. They did that on Jessica Jones. There was like the flashback episode, essentially. Yeah. And I was like, no, but I want, I, I want, you know, let this. Story I usually continue. feel that way. I'm like, hey, stop it, but <laughs> stop it. But uh, no, I did like that little break because it, it gave us a look into like who she is, like what she's put up with, how she uh, feels like as strong for that organization as Coulson feels for Shield, and like even enough so that she's not too big to ask for help. And I find that to be 
really interesting. Yeah. What were we going to say, Amy? Yes. Happy birthday, Clark Gregg. Oh, my gosh. He's happy to be watching. (laughs) And I know know he is. He's in the comments. Yeah. Happy 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 birthday, birthday. Agent Coulson. Uh, Yeah. I think that, you know, from where she's coming from, it all kind of makes sense. And we kind of get some great information from when she's talking. And Coulson, you know, he's got his poker face. But uh, Destroyer of Worlds. Uh, Oh, but back to the uh, flashback part. I love that we had young Agent Sitwell. I was so glad that we got to see him. Uh, who you know was in the movies and uh, betrayed America for Hydra in uh, the Winter Soldier. So I thought it was great to actually see a younger version of him. And uh, I, I thought that yeah, that was all really well done. I'm the- pretty excited about Ruby. Ruby's- I was like really not sure about like yeah. this Disney princess coming on our show, but she's pretty. She's the real deal. Pretty yeah. tough chica. Yeah, and uh, I I think that she's uh, she might have it in for mommy now, considering the uh, little the fact that uh, Agent Coulson had what no to reason. Believe. Yeah, I, that's true. She seems like she's got a good poker face. Yeah, well, it's going to be great. And you know, Amy, when you catch up, <laughs> I'm so you're not excited. that far off. Like by next week, you can know all this. And, I'm trying to. And there's going to be little things that, that like we talked about over your head over the last mm-hmm. few weeks. There's like. Oh, those guys ruined this. This oh, should have been no, great. Oh, Von no. Strucker thing. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Why so, are you dragging this into our show? The, the Von Strucker. Strucker. Those, that's, not, that's, not, that's not the Strucker family from The Gifted. It's not the same Struckers. Oh, you don't think they're related at all? Well, probably. Okay. They're, they're both Nazis. <laughs> so, yeah, they must be. <laughs> the Why are you so anti-Fenris? <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought that this was a great episode in the way where it's mostly set up. But, uh, you know, there's only a few more episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., at least for the season. Maybe for the series. We still don't know. Uh, And I'll be interested to see. I feel like it's definitely tying into Infinity War, like we had talked about. So uh, that'll be uh, interesting to see. Yeah, I think that they usually do a good job with S.H.I.E.L.D. tying into whatever the new Marvel movie is at that time. Uh, just a couple of uh, quick things to talk about in the news before we move along. There was some more reshuffling of release dates of X-Men movies. So uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix not coming out in November. I didn't think so. It's going to come out in February. So now the New Mutants is not going to come out in February. And it's going to come out like next November. So like almost two years after it was supposed to come out. So I think they're like redoing that I, entire well, they're re- movie. They're reshooting a lot of that and the thinking is that it, they might actually lose the horror movie aspect of it which is what made it look so interesting to me because it's different. I just, I like the idea that they were going to do a superhero yeah, and horror movie. It doesn't have to be like blockbuster beat-em-ups. Yeah, like. well, and uh, the and the problem with the uh, with Dark Phoenix is that uh, Sophie Turner has to do reshoots, but whatever Game of Thrones is, I don't know, apparently it's a thing. She has to do that first. So I guess that's that's her priority. Yeah, whatever. So uh, we'll have to wait a little longer for that. But if they take the time and they get it right, Nate, is it worth it if they take the time to get it right? No? That's a big if. That's a big if. I'm genuinely sad about this news. You're sad or excited about? You're sad this? that it's pushed back. I'm sad. I'm pretty sad. Yeah. That can only be a good thing. That can only make it better. Well, Not, I mean, better than bad is. Well, did the reshoots make better. Justice League better? I don't know the well, answer to that. Okay, but Justice League bad is different than like Age of Apocalypse mad. That's true. There's right? those are very different kinds. I think of bad. the biggest thing with with 
adaptations of these big arcs like Dark Phoenix and Age of Apocalypse and, and things of that nature, you know, maybe if we get like a House of M or something, these are big events that had big lead ups. And then even then, like it was like a six issue event that you yeah. would read over the course of like six months, you know, however long it takes them to release it. So trying to condense all of this big grandeur down into an hour and a half when you don't already really have a good established movie universe and like the best movie that people like from you is the one that rewrites all of the history of the previous movies it's just a a lot it's a lot to like i don't if we if we had more of jean gray already now to care about her going dark then it would be like yes but to do that all in one movie i think is a lot no it's it's a great point and i think that it's definitely the when the the fiscal gets in you know again we're not going to compare universes that much but the fact that you know, DC builds their movie universe, and they're like, they, "We do one Superman movie, and then all of a sudden we put Batman in it too." It was like, "Well, how about how about like taking a little time to build?" Like what Marvel did so well was building these characters, right. and then you get them together. Not like, "Ah, oh, here's a bunch of movies. One of them you like, the most of them were crap, but check it out—they're all together now." The three movie formula. I yeah. feel like it's kind of like like the Apple iPhones. Like they already <laughs> know what's going to be really good. They're just going to give you all the crap that you'll and you just buy it until they're buy ready. It. They're going to give us. Great stuff. Infinity War X. They're just going to show up. What were you going to say, Amy? No, that's a really good way of putting it. Well, if Michael said it, it was a good way of putting it. They know we'll buy it. They know we'll watch it. And they know we'll we'll hope that they'll do better. You know, it's. I have hopes. It's just there's. I want something good. I don't think we want something bad. When we've gotten the Netflix stuff, we know they can do it. But they know they can do it. Around like these legendary, almost mythological story arcs in comics and like there's so many good writers now mm-hmm. like the thing that makes comics last as long as they have is fresh stories from writers with the same characters but taken on new spins mm-hmm. so i think if you were able to get a good writer that has an original x-men story with the characters you would get much more tread out of it than trying to do a story that people already know and love and have preconceived notions going into it you're you're going to let them down almost every time and it's a movie that it's a story that you tried to tell once and told very badly, you know. So it, tried it, to block it out. I, I, I try repeatedly to block out the Last Stand, but it, which unfortunately was not the <laughs> no! Last Stand. But it's good because the, right, every they, movie since then has actually been better, uh, except for X Men Origins Wolverine. But anyway, uh, we can go around and around all day talking about the X Men movies. Uh, one of the things that maybe we'll explore in the future is with this merger with Disney. Are they just not that invested in these movies and are they kind of trying to bury them a little bit? Because you know after these movies are out, Disney is going to want to do their reboot, their X-Men movies. And they're yeah. going to put yeah. their stink all over it and it'll be good in some ways, but it'll be missing. You know, you'll be able to compare them to the best of the Fox X-Men movies and realize that something's missing. Now, Deadpool's going to be fine because he's doing well. And he's going to have yeah. X-Force and who knows what else yeah. he's going to have. So I think he'll be all right. I think I really like what he said about how like we don't have enough time to care about this gene. Yeah. I don't gene's like my like my oh, favorite. I know. And like I do, could give you could you, I could give you a could crap give, you could give about two, her. You could give two snicks yeah. about her. Yeah. yeah. It's it, they've shown that how well the TV stuff is doing and in those types of things, you really get to to know the characters. Like we probably know the gifted characters better than like the new 
X Men team. And that must have taken a lot out of you. Know, to say I know, <laughs> I know. And being that TV is torturous. like the new cinema, yeah. you know, it is like where the big actresses, the big actors are all going. I really want to see Disney to focus more. Uh, yeah, like a ten part miniseries, a ten part miniseries, especially the Dark Phoenix saga, uh, which new is X-Men. an eight, eight issue series. Yeah, see, all like the are, mundane parts of yeah. their lives. See, like funny parts. That's why we're like, invested in them because right. of the downtime. Because there's when no you time in movies. Turn, yeah, it's, it means something. Even to on you. the animated series, we got downtime. Anyway, uh, speaking of downtime, we are out of time. But uh, thanks so much to everybody who joined us in the chat. Uh, we uh, had fun as always. <laughs> uh, make sure that you tune in at 9 p.m. Pacific. You'll see Nate and I talking about Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, but in, for those of you that don't want to watch that, you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And you, you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And really do follow because I'm going to be sharing a lot of really fun info. Uh, oh, you better I'm follow serious. me. Then. I'm serious. <laughs> I wasn't going to follow, but now I will. And Michael. And you guys can follow me at Michael X Shirley on Twitter and Instagram and catch me Tuesday nights on the Roseanne After Show and Thursday uh, our. We're having our Project Runway finale. I can't wait to talk to you about Roseanne, but we don't have time for it now. And Nate, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank and you where for do people me. find you? Uh, you guys can find me on all social media at Dog Like Nate. That's Dog with Two G's. Uh, and I host uh, a Silicon variety Valley. of yeah, Silicon Valley with my man here. I do a <laughs> weekly gaming show, and we're also doing Altered Carbon tonight. Two more weeks left. We're talking about the last four episodes, so come check that out. All right, and until next time, Excelsior! Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.